0: Weird fucking guys. You're doing a manly thing and you're a fucking dork.
1: Ugh, I've got my lightsaber wearing my Pokemon hat today. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? Wow, you're a real Renaissance man You know that. Goddamn man child. What a fucking dork. Yeah. But he's our dork.
0: say it again
2: not for children good
0: morning there jonathan
2: what's up dude you're not jonathan again you you fucking yelled at me several times about that yep we got a guest today we do have a guest today this is my uh, friend from the gym
1: hello i am a guest my name (laughs) is stephanie
0: Dude, it's so funny sitting across the table from you guys because, dude,
1: you look way more nervous. I than am. Her. <laughs> I am. I like. Now You're I'm like out of my comfort sweating zone. Sweating bullets like, right now. Oh my dude. god, this chick that I brought. I hope she doesn't <laughs> screw it up. Oh my god, don't say the wrong
0: thing. John's over here shitting
1: his pants. <laughs> no, I'm good.
0: Meanwhile, she's cool as a cucumber. She's like, "Fuck yeah, dude, let's talk. <laughs> let's talk some shit."
2: <laughs> Sounds good to me.
0: This is awesome. So. So why don't why don't you tell us uh, you know where you guys
3: bumping each look, other and I, what I the met story
2: her is. at the uh, the gym at Fort Delco gym. Okay, and um, I would kind of go in there and do my routine every day, which usually consisted of walking and trying to uh, acclimate myself to weight training as much as I could. And I'd stare across the gym. And I'd see Steph over there doing, like, deadlifts with, like, 300 pounds on the, the bar. And, you know, she gets on the the bench, and she's, like, putting up 285, like it's nothing. <laughs> and, like... Is that Just, real?
0: Is, is, that, is that real numbers? Close. I
1: mean... Super
2: strong. I
1: can bench 255. Wow. So. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to take the 280-something, though. That, that's, oh, I don't I appreciate know. I that. <laughs> I I was,
2: and, and then, like, what was, like, so amazing to me, it was, like, I'd be, like, man, like... Like lifting weights really is like something that like once you do it enough, it kind of becomes like almost like brushing your teeth every day. Like it's like like even I've seen like instances where like you were like under the weather and it had more detriment to you mentally than it did physically where you'd be like, fuck, I need to get in the gym. And I can't because I'm being held back because I'm sick or because I don't Mm -hmm. feel well or things like that. So it was like, I just, I find her to be like so inspiring when it comes to that kind of stuff. And also I love the individuality of it. Like you don't run into a whole lot of women that aren't afraid to, like, I think there's like this misconception among women. it's like, if I lift weights, I'm I'm going to get so big, I'm going to get so big and I'm going to bulk up and
1: people will tell me I look like a man
2: when really, It's really hard to, like, gain muscle and to change your body. Like, your body is weird. (laughs) Your bodies really
1: are weird. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So, like, I kind of want to delve into that a little bit. It's like, because I find you, like, super inspiring. Thank you. You know what I mean? And I just think it's cool as shit. And um, so I kind of, like, wanted to give you, like, a forum to come here and just, like, kind of give us your philosophies on strength training and your attitudes towards it. And, you know, what do you find so fulfilling about it and... Like, you kind of break down like some of those, like, perceptions of what people think of women who lift weights and things like that. And I just kind of wanted to get into that with you a little bit.
1: I really enjoy training at, um, um, Tom's Gym in, uh, Fossil, Morton, Holmes, whatever it is. Yeah, Holmes. Um, I am one of the only power lifters there. Really? Which is, it's, it's mostly, um, you know, a CrossFit type gym, which, you know, it's great. I can still go in there and do my thing. But a lot of people don't talk to me. Um, (laughs) I don't know if it's because I just have that look that I will kill you or if I'm just always in the zone, but most people don't talk to me. So when you did talk to me and approach me, I thought that was awesome. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) I've been professionally powerlifting for about eight years.
3: Really? Yes.
2: And you could see like a lot of her progress, like on um, like on Instagram. Like she'll put like these like video montages together, and you see like Steph in the beginning compared to Steph now, and Little you're just tiny
1: like Steph with no muscle, and, and you no can form see the and...
2: advancement, and you're just like, wow, this is like, if I stick with this long enough, things will change.
3: You mm. know what I mean? Like it's it's so cool. What's
0: what's your Instagram handle?
1: My Instagram handle is at StephLifts. Yeah. Yes. Is, are basic. you okay
0: with that, public? Yes. Or, yeah.
1: I would like people to find me. I would like people to see what I do, and you know, if I could help anybody, or inspire anybody, or talk to anyone, especially a female who would possibly be interested in lifting. You know, that would be great. I think
0: that. Um. I think that definitely in our modern times, there's barriers being broken down about like, uh, you know, gender roles and what what men do and what women do, and it, and it's not always. It's not always that simple, you know? It doesn't have to be that the woman's in the kitchen barefooted fucking making babies and, and making sandwiches for, for dad while he's at work. And I think it's kind of cool that, like, you know, my wife and I, we have a boy and a girl. And sometimes people will say, you know, they'll, they'll say to Chris, you know, oh, your, your daughter is beautiful. And I'm like, well, that's my son, you know? And, and this isn't a debate or a topic or whatever about gender neutrality and all that. It's really just about the fact that dude, it doesn't fucking matter what my kid wears. It doesn't matter. They're just going to be whoever they want to be. Mm-hmm. And even my daughter, my daughter wants to go ride dirt bikes because I ride dirt bikes. And I'm like, you know what, dude? We will fucking buy you the baddest dirt bike yes. there is. You know? Because fucking women can do awesome shit. So you in know? a way,
1: that's kind of where my whole str- wanting to be strong started. It started in high school. I was sitting in German class. And... Um, I guess this was, I want to say 2002 or three. So in order to get, you know, computers, laptops in your room, they were those big MacBooks. (laughs) Right, right. So my German teacher says, I need two big strong men who are going to go get the, the carts and push them in. And I was like, hold on a second. You know, I was like, why has it got to be strong men? I'm strong. I didn't know if I was strong or not. I just wanted to be an asshole, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So it was like, okay, um, Steph and one other guy. So we're, you know, bringing back the, the, whatever the the maybe, carts the carts. and the kid had made a joke like oh i should just let you do all of this because you're the big strong one right and i shoved him against the wall and i pinned him there and i was like <laughs> 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 we don't need to do this we can just you know right but that's actually where it started because i wanted to be i guess strong and different yeah and tough yeah you take
0: no shit and
1: you know? i i guess i didn't realize it until you know, years later, I'm thinking about it. And then from then on, it was, all right, I need one strong guy and Steph who is gonna, are going <laughs> yeah. to get the cart. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool. Well,
3: I, I think like that's, that.
2: like, cool because it's, like, there's so many these constructs of, like, you know, you're supposed to be this and you're supposed to be that. Exactly. And, you know, women are supposed to look this way and they're supposed to put this on. And I just – that's – I think, like, it's weird to say this, but, like, when I go to the gym, you know, I look around and, you know – Yeah, there's a lot of people. There's people of every fitness level there. You know, there's people like me that are trying to get fit. And there's people there that are already fit and just maintaining. And um, I've always, like, been so inspired by, like, seeing, like, the women there that just don't give a fuck about, like, your perception. Like, yeah. Like, you know, our friend Mary or uh, there's another woman there, um, Joanne, who's, like, they're, like, peak fitness levels. And it's like so inspiring to me so it's like when i see seen you across the gym i'm just like fuck man i want to be able to lift as much as that lady lifts like that's crazy and you let know? me tell
1: you it takes a lot of mental strength to get there because yeah. the entire your entire journey people aren't necessarily building you up yeah. now, you know you have a lot of people that are let me tell you something my biggest the biggest group of people who are the rudest to me are young guys in their teens and 20s yeah yeah because they are the ones who feel threatened by me like honey i'm I'm no threat to you You go do your thing please
2: i think even at the gym that just is a a rule like for a lot of people that don't go to the gym they don't go out of insecurity because they think everybody is judging them right like they think like oh i'm here and everybody is looking at me like if i'm overweight or i'm too thin or i look weak or i look whatever the fuck you know, whatever it is that they think they are, they think everybody else sees that and is focusing on it. When really, people go to the gym for one reason, to focus on themselves. And that's a big they point. They don't care about you. And more often than not, if somebody is like yourself or somebody else who is like at a a, a fitness level where they have like some kind of like um, experience or there's they've they know the results of your hard work, they encourage you to keep going. They're not like... You're too fucking fat to be doing. Well, I this, will say, you know,
0: I will say. Listen, I'm not a gym guy. I do know Tom. Tom's a friend of mine. I'm I'm an army but guy. Dude. Yeah, I'm an army guy. So he's an army guy. So we all know each other apparently. But no, you th- have to r- really, really. What happened is, is my brother in law was going there, and he was uh, very involved uh, for a little while there. And he introduced me to Tom. He's like, oh, this guy's an army ranger. You'll really, really get along with him tom is a handful i love tom to death but man he's got a lot of energy he does (laughs) so so but but i will say the one beautiful thing and i think he brings it from the military is the military for me because the military is non-discriminative and it's all-inclusive you know and i've met women in the military that were bad motherfuckers you know i dude oddly enough one of the first black women that I've ever dated was this short chick from uh, South Carolina named Nelson, and dude, she was tough as Just fuck, like a badass. Dude, dude. She was tough, dude. She was like four foot eleven and could do like a hundred fucking push-ups, and like at the time, and but like, you know what's awesome? I think, um, but maybe because I'm a little traditional, is I love seeing women that embrace that. Um, valkyrie and like you know like not i'm not talking about ethnicity i'm talking about just warrior women like, that is a valkyrie like, absolutely uh, you know like in embracing your feminism and and like being beautiful but also a bad motherfucker you know yeah. tough tough and i think that that is a it's a beautiful thing because First of all, like the damsel in distress, no offense, but us guys are fucking tired of that, dude. We're <laughs> so fucking done with the princesses. I when I met my wife, I was like, Listen, man, I love that you're so independent. This is fucking great because I'm tired of rescuing, man. I'm like
1: <laughs> And let me tell you what how I feel. I feel like listen, I don't wanna wait for anybody to save me, so I'm just gonna save myself. Fucking yeah, right, exactly. dude. You know, let's conquer the and world that's, together. That's you not know? an insult to a man that's sure. just, I I don't got time for that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'll do it on Mom, my own. And then we'll find something else we have in common down the road. I mean, even
0: in our modern society with dual income households, there's no longer. Uh, and, and, you know, it's a struggle. Like, like, you know, sometimes we don't have as much time with our children as we would like. But at the end of the day, my wife and I, I think that we're relatively successful in, in our lifestyle because she's a very hard worker. She's self-employed. Uh, I do my stuff and I hustle on the side and buy and sell old shitty cars that people think are cool. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I think it's just that mentality of like, we attack the world from two different directions rather than, you know, some households. They're like, I want this little trophy wife that's going to sit here and
1: like do her hair fucking eight hours a day. And like, because that's going to make me happy at the end of the day, (sighs) dude, it looks your house has good vibes. Like you can tell there's a lot (laughs) of happiness in here.
0: That's because I beat my children. I beat the shit out of them. I can tell.
1: I know. Your wife just looks so sad.
0: They're not (laughs) dog cages. They're children cages. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so
1: anyway, cheers to you. You did make one one comment that I want to say again. When you are at the gym, if you are not a professional, if you self-conscious just go in and train because no one is looking at you yeah no honestly cares. everyone is so focused on themselves Yep. and not in a conceited way you know the gym is your time and it's you a lot of work focused on yourself yeah. when I go to the gym I have a plan Um, I am always more than happy to talk to people I try not long to as bother I'm not anybody in the middle of
2: yeah that's what that's when I don't talk to you yeah so like if we're standing off to the side I think I was like and I think the first comment was Something about like I was wearing like a mastodon hoodie or something, and you had said something about that, yes, and that's where we got in the talking. Mm-hmm. And then you know we were talking about music or whatever. But once you start working out and you're doing your thing, I'm not going to be like, hey Steph, blah blah blah. A
1: lot of people don't you get that. I mean?
2: Yeah, it's like you're like in, like even with Mary. Like I talk to Mary all the time, but I don't talk to her when she's exercising if because I'm in that's the zone, when she's like, if I'm yeah. ready,
1: if I know that I have to hit. 240 pounds on the bench for a double i'm not talking to anybody
2: yeah i don't want to talk to you i'm gonna be hoodie. in my
1: zone you know i'm gonna be doing what i have to do to internalize my energy but when oh. it's done and then i come back to, to life i'm like oh okay
3: Yep. hey guys you know yeah.
1: and that's a good time to talk and i've actually had people Not at this gym so much, but at other gyms, say, hey, can I ask you a couple questions? Yeah,
2: and that's how I do it, too, because I don't know anything unless I learn from somebody. And I love that. That makes
1: me feel like, okay, well, obviously people can see that I know what I'm talking about and feel like I could be be friendly enough to to actually have a conversation because I I
2: want to help people. I think that's the most communal gym I've ever been to. I love it. I really do love it. I
1: totally feel comfortable there as a power lifter. Yeah. And knowing I'm one of the few. But yeah. that's okay, I can still, you know, do most of the my workout. I need some monolift arms. That's my only... <laughs> yeah, I think what, it's is, great. what is that? So, I compete with something called a monolift, which is a big piece of equipment, it's for squatting. Okay. When you come under the bar, the monolift has arms, so when you pick the bar, the arms swing away, so you can just squat, as opposed to a regular squat rack where you actually have to step backwards. Oh, okay. So it's safer for the lifter because they're not trying to balance all of this weight that's on them on one leg as they're walking backwards. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it gives it gives me actually an extra thirty pounds on whatever I'm trying to squat that day. Okay. Oh wow. So, so you that's can, my, like, maximize my only your your weight. Exactly, yeah. where I can just set myself up, pick the bar, arms are gone, I can free to squat. Nice. I come back up, arms re rack, I'm safe. I've hit my squat. I didn't have to walk out backwards.
2: Yeah. I love squats. It's like... To me, that's like one of the most beneficial exercises. They, hands they're, down. They're great
1: for anything. Yeah. Any type of person who has any type of goal. Just squat. Yeah, You don't even have to be under a barbell. You can hold dumbbells. You can hold nothing.
2: You do eight to ten reps with a weight that you can handle. In between those sets. Those three or four minutes that you're breathing. Like, you're sucking wind. Oh, yeah. And, like, you're literally breathing out the fat that you're burning it's crazy <laughs> it's wild it's if you ever easily hear me most... lift
1: i sound like a 400 pound man oh
2: it's like one of the most it's easily the most beneficial exercise that you can do
1: yes i have a love hate with them because yeah. I'm, I'm okay at them right. i'm pretty good with them they just they suck everything out of i me.
2: hate looking in the mirror while i'm doing it <laughs> that's my least favorite and then part if of you it. wrap
1: your knees which is what i do for competition i wrap my knees uh-huh um, the wraps give you a little extra bounce. It also kind of keeps your knees a little safer. I have no arthritis in my knees. Okay. When I was 16, I had worn out all of the, the cartilage? cartilage in both. I, I was a dancer, believe it or not. I was a and ballerina. Sure. Really? <laughs> it was. That's cool. And then I realized that all oh, of my junk in the trunk wasn't going to make it on Broadway. So I was like, <laughs> okay, we need a new goal. <laughs> it's an awesome, uh... Well, things are changing. You never know. <laughs> yeah, you
0: never know. You could, you could, uh, you could do, uh, Encanto when they, when they, they, <laughs> You could be—I um, forget the character. My daughter loves the song that that girl sings in the in the movie. Have you ever seen the cartoon, the uh, Encanto? No, I don't really, think so. it's so relevant to your life I and watch what you do. Family guy, really? Family guy, that's, really? you watch that's, family guy? that's funny. <laughs> so Encanto, there's a there's a uh, it's a family, it's a Spanish family that lives somewhere tropical. It's, Disney. it's a Disney okay. movie, and uh, they all have like these special gifts or whatever, and the one is this uh and they do she looks like in the cartoon they over accenturize like her muscles and how big she is but it's like she is massive and she does all the work around and fixes everything in the house and like uh but at some point the premise of her character is that she sings this song called uh surface pressure where she's explaining that she's overworked and nobody appreciates her and she's so fucking strong and no like nobody wants to help her Everybody's like, oh yeah, she's got it, don't worry about it, fuck it, you know? And like, uh, I don't know, like, so like, I am I was trying to make it, I'm explaining the fucking shit yeah. out of this joke, and everybody everybody <laughs> listening is like, what an asshole, like, you know, that, that, that fucking joke went, it it lost, it's fucking done. I you get know? it
1: though, everyone thinks that because, you know, I'm strong that I'm invincible. And yeah. I'm only strong because I know how weak I've been. Yeah. That's, you know? Yeah. And it is through my strength training and everything that I have any kind of mental strength that i may or may not have on any day
0: i think you do yeah i'll tell you this listen i was a nerdy kid in high school i was like a a nerdy kid well i think we all are at (laughs) heart that's kind of the whole premise of the show i think (laughs) i think we learn how to um build those walls and and build a castle so that like the nerdy kid has a place to live you know like that's really for me that's what i was like i was in high school i was bullied a lot and even middle school i was bullied a lot and i was small And then I went into the military and and I always tell people, and it's, it's, I'm sure it's relevant to your life is like, I tell young guys, you want to be a fucking tough guy? Do you know what a tough guy is? A tough guy is a person with a lot of fucking scars, you know, mental and physical scars. And admittedly, I will say that I'm, I'm a tough guy. I'm not the toughest but I don't take no shit no more. Like like there is no motherfucker Someone on was threatening this threatening
1: your family, you would man up and do what you needed to do. They'd be a dead motherfucker yes. or I would attempt to, yes. you
0: know. And and I think that that's the the part of exactly what you said. The teacher said something to you and you were like, "Fuck this guy. You mm-hmm. know what, dude? I can lift them fucking computer screens." And then like the same mentality, that same because it's not just picking up weights. It's getting your balls broken by a 20-year-old fucking moron that thinks like, you know, oh, what the fuck? She thinks she's tough. Mm -hmm. That's mental toughness. Like, that's mental. John, you doing what you do. Going into that gym and you're standing next to people that were physically, you know... Superior, yeah. Superior, I I suppose. But you know what the beauty of Tom's gym is? Is Tom does this all... Like I was trying to say earlier, Tom does this all-inclusive. Tom walks up to you and talks to you like you're a fucking human. Mm. And that's awesome. That's really... I hate gyms. I sincerely do. I tried to go to, uh, there used to be one in Seeking Fitness 19 or something like that. I went in there with some friends. They were all steroid freaks. And I was like, nah, not for me, man. I'm not, <laughs> I don't want nothing to fucking do with this. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I'm not judging. They were just, they were fucking like total meatheads. And I was like, dude, I can't, this is too much. You know, I just want to be a regular fucking dude. I can do a hundred ups right now. And that's what I do every night. I, I do. you know. I still do. But uh, Tom's Gym was the only place that I ever walked into, and everybody. I still see Artie. I still see Sam. I see the guys around. They're awesome, they're too. Fucking they're fucking great. great people. I walk yeah. into you know? the gym,
1: and no matter what they're doing, they stop and say hi. Yeah. And yeah. most places aren't like that. They just no, want to avoid eye there's always a word of contact. encouragement, something yeah. like, like a fist hey, bump. have a good day. Yeah. If Tom sees me, he'll come over, give me a hug, see what's going on, and good and you
2: people make, you make friends that are like like i became friends with this guy he's like a lawyer and i think he like started there and he was like nearing 400 pounds like he was big as all hell and like he just said i need to change something here and um and now admittedly i haven't been as consistent as i should have been in the last six months or so i've been going through some things you know personally or whatever and um I hadn't been going very much. So I hadn't been like tracking this guy's progress the way I was before when I was going. And Tom does those things where it's like a fat loss challenge for the month or whatever. Right. So this guy who was at 1.400 pounds and like when the last time I talked to him, he was like around like 350, 340 or something like that. He's making progress. Making a lot of progress and like three days a week, just three days a week going and like watching his diet and stuff like that. Turns out he wins the fat loss challenge. Wow. And he's actually. He's much taller than me, but he weighs less than I do now. Wow. You know what I mean? And I, like, I saw that, and, dude, I swear to God, like, I fucking welled up with tears. Like, I was, like, good for him, man. Like, dude, like, it's, like, there's this feeling of, like, just this community. Like, everybody is, like, so friendly and so good to each other there. Like I mean, this is like we're halfway just like plugging the shit out of Fort Delco, and I don't. I don't mind doing. That. <laughs>
0: right,
1: you know, Tom. <laughs> I don't mind. Tom, I want some all. fucking money, Tom. Yeah. Where's my monolift, um, Tom?
2: Yeah, get get Steph a monolith motherfucker. <laughs> but um yeah, so I just think it's like that. That's my whole. That's why I keep going.
1: You I know think what I mean? The gym gives people a type of a high. It's hard for oh, you yeah. to explain. If I'm Having a bad mental day, which there are frequent number of those that happen.
2: The mental health benefits of working out. If are I go to the gym
1: and I hit my goal, no matter what it is, if it's to be get a set of five at this number or head a single at this number, if I get that, my brain turns off, and I'm just in peace. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what happened before that. I know that now I'm relaxed and I'm going to handle. Anything that comes my way. Now it also happens like, okay, I missed what I wanted to do. So now I'm just in an angry rage and I'm like, what do I do with myself? Do I have to do 100 push ups to feel better? Right. You know, and then I'll, if my day doesn't go along, it it can break your day, but I'm doing my best to realize that it's still helping. Even if I didn't hit my goal for the day, I still made it to the gym and I still did something. Right.
0: Well, I think I think that's the important... Uh, so, like, I'm a big fan of the fact that sometimes you have to experience a shitty day to really appreciate the better days, you know? John, you're in a slump right now with, with your gym routine. And you know what, dude? At some point... Oh, I'm going to dive right back into something it. Something is going to be fucking than it you're going to yeah. yeah, you're going to wake up one day and you're just going to be like, dude, you know what? Yeah. Fuck that! I'm going to win the weight loss challenge, and then not like, that I've
2: ever done the weight loss challenge. I don't do the weight loss challenge because I feel like it's going to be like a detriment to me. I'm going to stress out over it. You yeah, know
0: what I mean? But, I get it. but but yeah. I'm I'm just using these examples no, I get it. of like like you'll find your motivation. You know yeah. you'll. I go through routines, we, we all do, you know, like, do we all go through these cycles in life where you, like, my hobby, as everybody knows, is building fucking cars and motors and shit, and sometimes I get stressed out, and I'm like, this is costing me too much fucking money, I'm not spending time with my kids, you know, what the fuck am I doing with myself, and I get all like, ah, fuck this, I'm gonna sell everything, and then like, ten minutes later, my wife's like, encouraging me, like, yeah, but this is something you enjoy doing, you only do it for a little bit throughout the week you're not wasting you know you're not fucking neglecting your family to go spend anyway the moral is you need something for yourself that's what i'm trying to say is like you go through these cycles you get depressed but then you get motivated and you you create something you you set a goal for your day and and you fucking reach it, and you're like a fucking champion that
2: day. You know? That's why I, that's why I've and, always gone first thing in the morning, because I feel like if I go in the morning and I get this out of the way, and I push myself to do something, the rest of my day I have more energy. Yeah. My mental. That's why the is, military trains yeah. in the morning. Oh yeah, it it changes your it's, whole.
0: It's a it's a real it's a psychological fact yeah. that if you work out in the morning. Throughout the rest of the day It affects
2: your mood
0: You know Everything I
1: also feel like I'm a different person I don't know if you guys feel like this But I feel like my morning stuff And my 2pm and later stuff are different people Dude I'm dead by 2pm Morning stuff is all like Yes 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 We're gonna do it We're gonna do it all And then 2 o'clock comes around And I'm like Maybe tomorrow
0: Fucking coffee I need another coffee Or I'm gonna gonna be asleep at the wheel So (laughs) I
1: much prefer to train in the morning Not super early because I do need to sleep, right. <laughs> but around 9, 10 o'clock is my time. Yeah, yeah I'm I around feel eight a.m. Fantastic. A. Yeah, I'm usually yeah.
2: eight a.m. Or
0: what? What kind of work do you do? You you nine ten o'clock really? We work later or
1: so. I actually run my own little dog walking business. Oh no shit! Yes. Really? I am the, this I'm a 37 year old dog walker. <laughs> There's nothing, the, no, no shame. Let me I'm tell not. you something.
0: <laughs> let me tell you this. So my wife is a mobile dog groomer and was a dog groomer, and when we met dude i insulted the shit out of her by accident because i'm a fucking idiot i'm a flat out i admit to the whole world that i'm a fucking idiot so we met and i was like oh yeah well i work at the shipyard i'm like this union welder around i build ships and i'm thinking like i'm fucking mr big shot and she's like oh yeah well i'm a dog groomer i pet smart and i'm like you know we're, we're like courting or whatever bullshit you know and uh so like I like said something like uh she said how much she made in a week and I was like what no fucking way what are you talking about nobody you make as much as I do and I was just like what are you talking about dude like you're a fucking dog groomer you just you, you like cut the fucking dogs hair there's no way you make that much fucking money and she like showed me a pay- she was pissed she showed me a pay stub and she's like what do you mean right fucking here look and I was like holy shit I'm over here welding fucking ships together that fucking, you know, sail oil around the world. And so it's fucking lady... another
1: time because my dad was actually civilian Navy working at the shipyard too. Really? So we'll have to talk about I that. I probably sometime. know him,
0: you know. It at at uh Acker Shipyard, I worked there for five years. Um okay. but um I may I may know your father. We'll talk about that we after, will. after we will. <laughs> the episode. But the, so the dog industry right now, we've noticed, my wife and I, and I'm getting involved. So like I'm, I'm taking bookkeeping classes and I think I'm going to start a business doing bookkeeping because the dog grooming and dog walking, the dog industry in this country is fucking exploding. I think. absolutely You know? And Because
1: everyone loves their dogs. A lot of people want their dogs and are lazy. A lot of people just need some extra help. Yeah. You know, but people do put their dogs, which I'm happy about, as a priority. Well,
0: and the, the dog walkers and the dog groomers and anybody else, they need bookkeepers. So Very I'm going to go learn how to count. Do it. And be their bookkeeper. Yes. You know? So, uh, but anyway, yeah, so I don't turn my nose up to anybody there are people that drive around in pickup trucks and clean up dog shit in your yard and they make a phenomenal amount of money it's fucking mind-blowing john mind-blowing yeah a truck full of dog shit they take it out to somebody's farm and the farm processes it and they use it as fertilizer down the road and they right. sell it to somebody else, probably to me, so my wife yeah. can make a fucking garden out
1: front. I may start selling dog poop. <laughs> if you got Dude, it. I mean, I don't make a ton of money. Um, it, it makes me happy and fulfilled.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I tell my kids that all the time. Like, you know, like they're they're always thinking about like what their vocations are and what they want to do. And I'm like, listen. Whatever it is that you want to do, I don't care what it is. If you want to be a fucking street sweeper for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah. Go
3: be the, go, best, street sweeper go be can, the best fucking
2: yeah. street sweeper in the world. That's it. You know, I don't care how much money you make as long as you're fulfilled doing it. Mm-hmm. We, you know, like
1: well my parents don't totally agree, but Well, <laughs> cuz they they paid for my college, like we paid for you to Yeah, have a good education. I said, but I wasn't happy doing that. Exactly. What what was your education in? I went to Penn State, and I have a degree in corporate communications. Corporate communications. Wow. Who the fuck? Exactly. They want to put you on the phone selling things, and I'm sorry, I just don't want to use the phone like that. I didn't go to school for that, and I'd rather play with dogs. Well, I mean, you could probably
2: parlay that into like another profession. Like I, I'm a dispatcher, and I'm on the phone all day day long with people. So, I mean, like you could probably do something like that very easily. But, right, and I still but have if the you're degree, happy no one can the... take it from exactly. me. Exactly, yeah. You know, it's always there in my right. back pocket. Exactly, it's something to fall back on, but in the meantime, if you're happy doing what you're doing, you just do what you wanna do. I just understand dogs. I and don't listener, always you get,
1: understand
0: you people, get by. but. So my wife uh, graduated from Dominic, Dominican uh, University or college up in New York okay, with a business administration degree. And she went and actually interned with a local senator in Southwest or West Philly. There was a there was a gentleman oh, that's there. Cool. She fucking hated it. Yeah, she hated it. She was like, dude, I don't want to sit in this fucking office. And then she got the job at PetSmart and realized she's actually. It's funny enough. She accidentally fell into the dog room, and so she said she asked the manager, "Who makes the most money in this store?" And the manager was like, "Not me. Probably the dog groomers." Wow. My, my wife was like. Okay, send me over there. I want to do that, you know? And that's that's how my wife thinks. But then, now that she's a dog groomer and she fucking fell in love and exactly what you said, my wife probably the same as you is not afraid of any fucking dog. Any scary I'm dude, I'm scared. There are fucking dogs. German shepherds freak me the fuck yeah, out. I don't want do nothing to do out.
2: with a goddamn German shepherd. They fucking scare me, man. I had a German shepherd for thirteen years, and like he was on guard for every fucking thing. Yeah, it didn't matter what it was. Like,
0: and it's not just German shepherds because that sounds, you know, like I'm. I'm no, no, they're great dogs. You know, I've definitely met some that were nicer, but dude, when they start barking in your face and they got that look in their fucking eyes, like I have dude, been I'm bit twice here. by really? dogs.
1: Only twice. One of them was. A German shepherd. See? Wow. Yep.
0: Fuck German shepherds. I stand my ground.
1: <laughs> and another time it was a mutt. I actually got bit in the face. Really? It was my fault though.
0: And... See, that's what my
1: wife says that crazy
0: shit. And... You're a fucking lunatic.
1: <laughs> I get it. It um, was my fault. The dog was very scared. Didn't know me. But you're tough. Did you punch the dog in the face? No, I just sat back and I said, "Okay, this is fucking dog people." Okay. This yeah. is. What do you
0: mean, okay? I, I would have punched that dog the in the face. Well, like, so I just if went a person whole bit thing. me in the face, that <laughs> different. But <laughs> but, but that is dog like, people shit right there. They won't touch the dog. Oh, mm-hmm. it's okay. It's well, okay. A dog could bite your face in two
2: seconds later. Forget that it fucking did it all together. The dog is spooked.
0: Dude, I'm an animal. If you attack me, if you bite me on my face, I'm gonna punch you in your fucking face. Mm-hmm. And it's oh, funny no. because I know at that me, sounds I'm like I I'm, you know, yeah, I know I that, I that sounds like I'm abusing animals right now. But <laughs> just keep in mind that I got bit on my fucking face. I will punch the dog also in its face as just payback. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm funny. just, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm really laughing because my wife said listen, the same thing. Dude, listen to this shit. So we got the poodle upstairs. I'm not a poodle guy. I am okay. very much, like you discussed before the episode, I am a pit bull guy. Yes,
1: they are my breed. So
0: we had three of them last year. Two of them passed away. They were all the same God. age. Uh, the older one upstairs, the brindle, is the last. It's beautiful. Well, dude, she's going to live forever. You know why? Because she gives zero fucks about anything she is the most bohemian relaxed you would think that that dog smoked an ounce of fucking weed a day because it Does just she? no <laughs> she sleeps on my couch and then when i call her to like let her outside she's like fuck you i don't want to do it right now and you're like i used to think she was dead i used to, i swear to god you know how many fucking times that i woke up at four thirty? i wake up really early i woke up at 4 30 in the morning and i was like oh fuck me man i gotta tell gabby this is gonna be so fucking bad and then all of a sudden the dog will like open one eye and i'm like you
3: motherfucker
0: (laughs) you did it to me again fucking dude i i thought she died i was like and then i'm like feeling her chest and i'm like oh no she's still fucking breathing this is crazy that dog gives zero shits about anything she's gonna be 35 she's gonna outlive me you know wow that's
1: crazy so, That's so good, though. That's so good for her.
0: Oh, so what I was getting at, uh, this is... I, see how far I deviated from the story? So <laughs> we have this poodle now because we lost two dogs last, last year. And my wife was all excited. She's a dog groomer. So she wants to, you know, do this stylized grooming and, and <laughs> poodle's do, perfect for that. Dude. <laughs> the dog is a sweetheart. The dog's a sweetheart, okay? But she's a puppy. And she doesn't know what she's allowed to do and what not allowed to do. and I'm a fucking caveman. So I'll admit that like in my head, because maybe I'm not a hundred percent a dog person, the priority list in my head is children number one, dogs, or no, children number one, me and Gabby, parents number two, dogs down here number three. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's dogs. My wife, and, her, I, and she won't admit it. She won't fucking admit it. <laughs> but, dude, when you walked past the room up there, our dining room where people it's dine dog at, room. that's the dog's room. It's the biggest fucking room in our house. I like
1: your wife.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: she's I'm cool. sure. You'll you'll get along with her.
2: Yeah, she's cool. She's so, good people.
0: at one point... The dog is playfully playing with the kids, and you saw my kids are a little small, and the and the puppy didn't bite, but like kind of just grabbed Christopher's arm. Mouthed. Yeah, and me, I freaked the fuck out. Was like, no, and I'm like screamed at the dog, and the dog like fucking, you know, got startled (coughs) and ran. Probably didn't understand. Yeah, well, she understood then, you know, but. But Gabby got mad at me, and she was like, "You can't yell at her. You can't make her skittish. If she's in the dog show, if she's in the ring, you know, and she's skittish like that, she'll fail and she'll she'll lose." And I'm like, "Well, the fucking priorities are simple. Don't bite children. That's the fucking priority in my head." But that's how dog people think: is don't fuck the dog up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I don't have human kids. I just so, have my dog. Well, that's the all right. So that's and the, that's all I want, though. That was my choice because I yeah. was married. I'm divorced now. Yeah, okay. but we were both like, nah, just good riddance? We were like, no, yes.
0: Did yes. you guys get in any boxing matches or who no, won? Who won? I
1: would have. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. Um, no, we actually it was it was very okay. We we were best friends for a while and nice. You know. But yeah. That's pretty good. We I actually mean, stayed really friendly because we had a dog together, you know? Really? Yeah. You you co-parented a dog? We did. I know that probably sounds very crazy, but... No, um, not, she, not at all, the actually. The dog is now gone. And I think we still needed to be with, have some sort of, you know, relationship with each other so we could help each other through the loss of her. Yeah. You know, we don't talk anymore. He moved back home to Wisconsin and we kind of cut off ties but i think we needed each other yeah, yeah that's cool because losing a dog is the worst thing in the world yeah dude let me you know? tell you not i'm not saying sure. kids aren't important i just don't know about that
2: i mean a kid is not a dog you know <laughs> yeah i get it
1: i'm only
0: kidding <laughs> <laughs>
2: i just i i just lost the dog so i i mean it's it's rough like yeah. i'm still like reeling from it and it was like
1: and you know it's not fun Having a dog and staring at her every five minutes, be like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you breathing? Are mm-hmm. you okay? Are you sure you're okay? Right. You know, like you said, you wake up with your dog. I know I'm checking. So her, I, her, breathing. I kind are of, okay?
0: I kind of am at this point because she's the last one. So she's twelve years old. The other two passed away last year. And dude, the first one was her sister. They were the same litter. Mm. Uh, the other dog. When my wife and I met, I had a dog. Um, I uh. I used to drink real hard and eat every pill that I could find. Okay. So I went to the VA hospital almost 13 years ago and the the doctor said, and this is back before service dogs were an actual thing, Mm, but the doctor said, listen, if you're going to be living alone, we've realized that veterans that have dogs actually are in better mental health Mm. than veterans that live alone and don't have anybody in their life. So I took that advice, and I was like, okay, I'll go get this dog. Well, I had that dog up until last year. And I I continued my sobriety, and I stayed clean, and I didn't. Congratulations. Yeah, so, like, it was a whole thing. And then her dog passed first, which was very unexpected, and broke our fucking hearts. Like, dude, we were not expecting it, man. It was fucking brutal. And uh, we had to go on vacation, like, like the end of that week so it was like i think it was the beginning of the week we had to put her down because she was internally bleeding oh god and like dude we're in there like fucking dying like it's right up the street at the uh the vet hospital and like dude it was it was fucking bad man it was so fucking bad Mm -hmm. and then uh later that year my dog morgan she passed away too and dude right out back on the deck with gabby holding her like she had a seizure and then died and it was like and I was out front sitting in my car and didn't come in yet and then Gabby like comes running to
1: me and she's like oh my god
2: it's oh, terrible you know so yeah, yeah. yeah I remember was, we talked about this like
1: I have chills 20 uh, episodes dude ago. I don't it was know so what's, fucking bad man I don't know what's worth with with people too what's worse when it happens so fast that you're taken you by surprise or when I say this all the time it goes on forever and you have to watch it every day so
0: that's what I'm worried about with this dog because she is so relaxed and i think her health is in really good shape i'm i'm kind of i'm like concerned that like her hips are going to start to go and like you know like she's starting to get little health problems here and there and is it going to be one of these long old age things that's kind of what
2: i'm dealing with now because my dog's like eight eight and a half years old yeah and it's like every time something happens to her it like seems like it puts her out of commission like she uh she walked on some hot asphalt a couple like a week and a half ago and it split like her paws really you know like her paws were so dried out that like they kind of split and uh like she was like laying down for three days until they were well enough and i'm thinking like man you're really getting old like you know like yeah and and then uh she had like a stomach virus i thought that was gonna kill her like she was just on her back for like three days not moving. And I was like, man, this dog is like, this would have never affected her before, you know? It's hard, man. Like, when you get a dog, you really are getting a small tragedy. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> eventually, like, you are going to have to deal with losing this dog. My dog, dog, dog that I brutal. had
1: before, Piper, her name was Bree. And um, she one day wasn't good. And then for the next couple months, she slowly lost her battle every oh, day. and it's terrible. And got to the, she developed cancer. And she was in so much pain that... She was trying to bite us. Wow! And we were like, okay. We usually go by the rule: if they're still eating and drinking, you know, they're probably still okay. Yeah. But at that point, we knew she was just in In too much pain, and she didn't even know who we were anymore. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Then
2: then you have to like weigh the quality of life for your dog, exactly. Like that.
1: Uh, So we called Lap of Love. It's someone that comes comes to to your house. house. Oh, really?
2: Yeah. They come to your house to euthanize your dog. And
1: we've (laughs) used this guy twice. He's incredibly amazing, and he takes them with him to be um cremated yeah yeah Yeah, so it it does make an awful situation a tiny bit better yeah Yeah. i
2: think like the big important like when it comes to euthanizing a dog it's like you know that it's relatively painless but you have to comfort your dog through the entire process right you know like you have to be there for the dog while it
1: happens right absolutely yeah Absolutely. Which
2: and that like gives you some kind of like closure to know that you've done all that you could, mm-hmm. you know. And I kind of I kind of just went through that with the dog, so it was uh it was it was brutal, you know, because he was relatively healthy and happy. He just I think he was abused prior to me getting him, and it was causing issues.
1: If I had one wish, it would be that dogs would live longer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: That's what it would be.
2: Yeah, because I mean, it's like you know, if you're a dog lover and you're always going to have a dog you're probably going to have like three or four dogs in your lifetime yep.
0: or more yeah right. i
2: mean like if you i'm just saying i've only ever had one at a time
0: yeah yeah you yeah. know so yeah we'll stick to that cuz yeah. if my wife had it her way we'd have fucking 12 uh, you know
2: yeah i mean
1: you know. if I had a farm, I would have that many. Oh yeah, if I no, had my dude. If my
0: wife had a fucking condo in Philly, <laughs> she would have twelve. Dude, she don't give a shit, man. She drives me nuts with this I shit. I do love fucking she dogs. She told me the I'm other day. She's like, she so she has friends in cool. the um, in the dog showing community, like like dog shows and stuff like that.
1: Plus That's something I know nothing about, but I'm interested in learning more. Yeah. Well, after the episode, her. follow, follow her fr- on, uh, on Instagram or I something. Don't do Grooms that. That. by
2: Gabby.
0: So next weekend, she's actually taking Agatha, our little poodle, to an actual dog show. In I think up in North Jersey somewhere, and she's this is the first time she's gonna take her out in the ring and show her. And awesome. Gabby's relatively new to it, also, but she has some friends that are really big in that community. They just flew over to England and did some shows over there, and like, like they're like, I guess they get paid to do it, you know. So like, That's it's awesome. it's pretty wild, you know. Like when you think, like, dude, I thought to myself, like, I'm so fucking naive that i like sit back and i'm like somebody is paying this fucking guy to walk their dog in a fucking small ring and like hold the dog's tail i'm like like to me i i like simplify it in my head and i'm like ah, that's so fucking dumb why are they spending so much money doing this but that's because i'm a jerk off and because i don't respect other people's uh you know hobbies and and you know, sports, and, and then, like, like to me, I'm, I'm a fucking, like I said, I'm a dickhead. So, like, you don't do what I do, you're fucking dumb, you know? And that's that's
1: how fucking dumb I am, you know? Yes, totally. Yeah. <laughs> you Dude, have I'm... no respect for anyone's hobbies. <laughs> how horrible.
0: So I, I, uh so John gave me a little intro about you before you got here, okay. and, and he did say, and I want to transition a little bit. Okay. He said that you're learning German, and you yeah. love the band Ramstein is that correct yeah <laughs> yeah das yeah this is good That is das good. is wichtig. so I was uh, in what was it 2000 to 2002 I was stationed in Friedberg Germany which is the barracks where Elvis Presley stayed at There's and that shit. was 45 minutes outside of Frankfurt oh, so wow. we would we would go to Frankfurt and party and raise hell and get in a lot of trouble did you yeah. pick up any German on the way uh, Abyssian, a Abyssian. Okay, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I probably awesome. said that wrong because I'm a dipshit from Philadelphia.
1: Listen, but, uh, I have friends from Germany and when they hear me speak, they're like, you just do your own thing, girl. Well, <laughs> I, I love your Americanized German. I'm like, that's Delco German. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, of course, as a as a dipshit
0: 20-year-old, and I skateboarded, so I, I had the, the privilege of... I went there and I skateboarded around in Germany and I got to meet other German like kids that were skateboarders. And like my, my one great friend, this kid, Johannes barely spoke any English. And we kind of used like, h- like sign language to figure out what the fuck we wanted to you do can still next.
1: communicate. That's great.
0: You know? So like we, we kind of worked our way through. I'll tell you this. You probably speak way better German than me. Even now. Well, even back then. I understood it very well. I had a hard time developing the sentences because I know that they reverse the. It is the, so
1: much harder to speak German than it is to understand German.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the, like the 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 way they lay out a sentence is they move words around. You know, so I had a hard. Correct.
1: There's also about six ways to say the and of, yeah. uh, <laughs> and you know everything has a different ending on it that changes. Yep. Yep. Which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. So I started learning um, German in high school. This was the teacher who, you know... Insulted won- you? Exactly. Motherfucker. So he actually... <laughs> I love him and I still actually talk to him. He was an immigrant from Italy and he just spoke That's all of cool. these languages. I'm 100% Italian. Nice. All of my grandparents died before I was born. So he was like my, my grandfather figure. Nice. Oh, nice. Um nice. COVID came around and I could no longer train my body as hard as I wanted to. I still had access to gyms. But at that point, I was going like two or three times a day. Okay. So, okay, now I'm in a situation where I can't do that. What do I do? I got to train my brain. So I just started putting all of these language apps on my phone and started getting back into German. I've already been through Babel. Um, I've been through Memrise. I've been through um, Rosetta Stone. Yeah. And now I'm on Duolingo. That's
2: so interesting. Really? That, like you have, Like you're so conditioned to be disciplined to do something that because if not if you take i will one of them away you have to
1: like i i know i'm crazy you know i'm the first well, person to be like i got is. issues but i understand my yeah. issues N- yeah and exactly. if i'm not trying to overwork my brain it's just gonna and know, i think be that my worst enemy. people
2: think of like exercise as like totally physical and it's not it's Mm-mm. so much more mental than it is physical exactly like your body can do so much more than you realize it can do it's it, like, but I think that's really cool that you replace one discipline with another. That's awesome.
1: And it made me just as fulfilled.
2: Yeah. I'll
0: tell you this. So, from when I got clean and then my time in the service, I've realized that, first of all, I don't think you're crazy at all. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I think we're all unique and we all. Have our interests and and whatever, and if somebody doesn't like what you do or whatever, they they instantly want to fucking write you off as crazy, or maybe you're too passionate about something. So they, I think that there's you know, a
2: certain aspect of you that seems unconventional, but I think it's fucking cool as shit, Thanks. and that's why I'm like, dude, fucking Steph fucking rocks. Like Yay. I'm like, this is my favorite fucking person at the gym sometimes because it's like because you don't give a shit. You just are you. And I think there's so many people that are just afraid to just do the thing that they love or embrace certain things because they're afraid that, you know, well somebody's going to get this perception of me that I'm something that I'm not. You just are what you are. Yeah, and you don't give a fuck. Like and I'm like that's all I care about. Like I'm like this is this is Dude, somebody I want in my fucking stable right here. Is like that's I who th- I want in my corner. Is like a bad motherfucker that just don't give a shit about other people.
0: I think that's the key is the not giving a shit. Yeah, you know the moment that I stopped not giving a shit is when I really just started being me, being happy. You know, well
3: I think that comes with getting well, older being too.
0: Being me, but being publicly me. You yeah. know, and like. You know like so you know I don't know that's a change I, w- I wanted to discuss the the discipline thing though I did want to I want to I want to bounce back for a yeah, moment yeah, and cool. talk about that because so I think that replacing one discipline with another is I think you know yourself well enough that you know that you need structure and goals and and I'm the same way dude I have Fucking twenty hobbies. I I do podcasts. I'm an amateur comedian. I make TikToks about stupid fucking cars that I'm building. uh I'm learning how to be an accountant. I also want to learn Spanish, so I want to go on the the, the language things and try do to it. you know. I have a thousand interests, and I bounce from one to the other because if I don't keep myself moving, I feel like I'm gonna fucking lose my mind, you know. And I'm a busybody. I'm a very much a busybody. So like when you say that like, oh, I'm crazy. I I was going to the gym and I couldn't do that so then I decided, all right, I'm going to focus my mind on something else. I think
2: that's the key word is the focus because I think a lot of people are crazy. It's easy to fucking, like a lot of what you're talking about, like you're talking about replacing disciplines for other disciplines, that's a positive way of looking at something whereas like, you could have an addictive personality and choose to do things that are negative, which I do. And we would just call it and it. But it, there's a way to channel. Yeah, but
0: everybody's it. got addictive personality. Yeah, but you're
2: channeling it in a constructive way. Whereas, like, if somebody's addicted to drugs and they say, "Oh, I want to get off drugs," it's a lot harder to fucking get cleaned up than it is to say, "I'm going to go get high." But you know, once you
0: do, because I'm one of them guys. Once you do and you recognize this is my pattern, this is what I do. And I need to channel, like you're discussing right now, in a positive I need to direction. channel my positive, uh, addictive behaviors. So I go to the gym. Believe it or not, you're surrounded at that gym. I know for a fact by a lot of people by in a lot recovery. of anonymous people that I see on a frequent basis because because they once upon a time were pretty pretty wild people like me. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if you want to hear some fucking wild stories, and gotta, I got into you gotta, some you gotta, trouble. You got to channel <laughs> it
2: in different ways, you know? And,
0: and it's good because it's, like, I think you stay focused, you know? And, like, I'll, I'll tell you this, man. You know, like, whether your family appreciates what you do for a living or whether people at the gym don't understand you because they're like, why is this fucking <laughs> woman capable of picking them up and throwing them against the wall like a fucking rag doll? It dude, It doesn't... You know what the beauty of life is? Is that not giving a fuck. See how I looped back there, John? I'm fucking talented, bro. Man, I like the loop. Not fucking giving a shit about what anybody thinks gives you so much freedom. I
1: really can't because, I mean, I'm wearing a hoodie today, but if I'm just like in a tank top, I mean, I'm massive. Yeah? I look different. You're strong. Dude,
0: I got to ask you. Can can we take the hoodie off then? I want to see. Like, if you put me to shame, then I'm going to oh, fucking... Oh, she does. Yeah, she's Holy impressive. Holy shit, man. Look at the fucking shoulders. <laughs> she,
2: yeah. She's dude, fucking you're a strong fucking
0: monster, dude. <laughs> but see, like, I know this. So but it's when cool. I... And I'm not saying that to insult you. I'm I... saying you are I get fucking it. Yes. tough, man. Thank you.
1: <laughs> but walking into Wawa, you know, like, everyone's like, what the... And everyone turns. Yeah. And it's funny because I actually get the most positive response from older women. Really? They're like, oh my God, I
0: love your body. Because they they finally don't give a fuck.
1: Because they've probably put so
2: much effort into looking a way that is totally unattainable.
1: Skinny or, you know, trying to fit into societal norms. And they're like, look at you. Isn't
2: it a lot easier for you to get up every day and go, I'm going to eat so much of this and... Fucking! I'm I gonna like go eating. exactly like <laughs> I like food. I'm, I'm Italian want. too, so it's like, you <laughs> do you do you, you like, want to take in as much protein as you possibly can? Yeah, and do you turn do big protein
1: muscle? binges? Like I don't. No, no, I don't. So I actually, don't. <laughs> so it's funny. I actually have Hashimoto's disease, which is an autoimmune disease, oh, um, really, where wow. my body thinks my thyroid hormone is the enemy, so it's constantly attacking it. No shit. So um, my body doesn't absorb protein very well. Really? So what do you do to build muscle? Like what do you consume Lots to of build peanut butter? muscle? Um, I try and do as many shakes as I can. Protein shakes? Protein shakes. Um, my body doesn't love the dairy, but it's better than like a vegan protein. So you eat a
2: lot of eggs? I eat eggs every I do eat day. eggs. Yeah.
1: Um, actually, I'm really right now trying to focus on my vegetables. And I know that's weird, but that's what's going to help me right now. Really? Because I already know I have the muscle and my muscle is not going to go anywhere.
2: That's the funny thing about muscle is like even if you stop, like say you stopped working out for two months and you lost some of your muscle mass, your muscle memory is so efficient mm-hmm. that it would take her like no time at all to build that muscle Couple back. Weeks. That's With fucking that. awesome.
0: Well, I think once, she, like she said, once it's there. So like people often ask me if I go to the gym, and I'm like, no, I I, I don't. I don't ever go to the gym. But you do a
2: lot of climbing, and you do a lot of isometric.
1: You're still active, and you're fit. Yeah. And you have all of that military training that you put into your body. You know, it's not just going to.
0: Well, and that's a lot of times, you know, honestly, half the time I feel fat. Because what everybody does is you look down. So I look at my belly, and I'm like, what the fuck is this, dude? I need to, you know. So it's funny enough because I'm doing the same thing. Listen, I was a protein guy for a long time. You know, I could eat fucking a giant steak with a bunch of chicken nuggets and a fucking, you know, six eggs. I could eat all of it. And and like, now I'm 40, well, I'll be 42 in a few weeks. And like, now my body's just like, dude, we need to rearrange some shit because you did that for too long. And now it's time to eat lots of vegetables. I hate the idea of veganism. I'm more float on pescatarian i think you know because i think
2: i'm a meat and fruit guy man like i just that's my dude uh, that's i'm saying
0: all this but i'm gonna make filet mignons for dinner yeah. tonight with Can sauteed, I dude, <laughs> dude i'm such a i uh, listen i i think my lost uh like maybe in another life i was a a chef Mm-hmm. I love... I
2: love to cook, too. Yeah.
0: I love I'm cooking. I'm the
1: only Italian that hates cooking. Do you really? really? I hate I it. I love cooking. It's a chore for me, and I just uh, it's do so it because I have to.
0: Do you like good food, though? Are you a foodie at all?
1: I mean, if someone else is making it, yes. yeah. Well, that's okay.
0: what I mean. Like, going out to eat, going to
1: media, to It's been going a long Philly? time since I've done that sort of thing, but I do enjoy it,
2: yes. Yeah.
0: Really? Yes. Where's your favorite place to eat at? Oh, man.
1: I don't even know
2: what
0: my
1: we favorite food is. We love talking food about be.
2: food. We love it.
0: Listen... <laughs> John is uh, slightly overweight, and I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> I always laugh because, dude, when I go to the doctors, the fucking chart thing always tells me that I'm, like, morbidly
1: obese, they and I'm like, tell
0: what
3: you. the fuck,
1: dude? They tell me I'm morbidly obese, and I should consider weight yeah, loss.
0: Okay. You know what I always do? I always do the the, uh, the routine from Armageddon with, uh, what's his name, uh the giant black dude that was like a bomb. Michael Clark Duncan that guy's fucking great I never saw the movie so he climbs up on a table he's like you you calling me obese can you fucking do this and he's like (laughs) fucking
2: yeah I think the standards of what we consider like those guidelines and stuff you can't even base that on a
1: large I think it's it's military scale because years ago I was looking into doing like smart lipo or something and they were like we're not going to use the regular people scale we're going to give you the military scale because Like if you didn't have that much body fat, it was less money or something. I don't really remember, but they were like, we're going to, you're more muscular. Yeah. But yeah, Hmm. I'm I'm morbidly obese. Yeah. (laughs) So
2: you focus on eating vegetables to build muscle?
1: Really just for health. I know okay. my muscle's not yeah, going, anywhere, it's not right going anywhere right now. And what I try and do is, I, it sucks, but chicken, rice, veggies every three hours. Really? Really? Every and three hours? And it sucks because I don't like chicken. It's chewy and it's disgusting. Sometimes and it's dry. Literally, I'm yeah. just like sitting there trying to choke down one piece of chicken at a time. But and no I do seasoning? It, or? I use a little bit.
0: Really? Right. Yeah. Like, no, I'm no not
1: bodybuilder, so, body builder, so right. I'll, I'll put some sauce on, but. Yeah. I've been eating this way for so long. I don't even know like you what my even... favorite food is. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Another mm. thing is I'm, I've i had to be gluten-free before because of the Hashimoto's. So it's like, okay, well, when you take all gluten away, it's like, what's the point of living? <laughs> oh, my God. You know, because everything yeah. delicious is gluten.
0: So so recently I've developed uh, lactose intolerance. Oh, fun. Oh, my God, dude. Do you know how bad I miss...
1: Cheese. I fucking love cheese. I thought you were going to say ice cream. Nah, I've... And ice cream is the one food... Well, here's another one I can't do. I can't do mac and cheese either. I don't like ice he cream or mac, mac and, and cheese. cheese. Yeah, and cheese everyone's like, I can't talk to you anymore because those yeah. are the, my favorite foods. I do love you coffee, do ice cream.
2: What? You said you can't do ice cream?
1: I don't like ice cream. You
2: don't like it? Oh my god. Yeah, i was never cake. Really? Yeah. yeah. Ice can't cream can't do... is like the ultimate like comfort food to me. Yeah, so,
1: cake with...
0: Cream cheese frosting. I will eat the whole fucking cake. Yeah. Oh, yes. I will eat the entire thing and push my kids out of the way. Yes. Yes. I will fucking face smash my kids <laughs> if they got in the way. <laughs> I will kick them. I'll Spartan kick them in the fucking It doesn't chest. even have
1: to be good cake. Like, just yeah. average cake and I'll Dude, do that. Dude, with
0: cream cheese frosting, mm. not shitty vanilla frosting. No, I know like, if you it's, mean. If it's like whipped frosting and Mm-mm. it's just like it's the healthy like 40 stuff. pounds of fucking sugar in it like no. Mm-mm. but if it's cream cheese frosting from nothing bunt cakes
1: yeah he loves God, that joint so good dude i've never been there i've had their gluten free there before and it was fantastic really yes
0: yes i'm telling you right now john well there you i don't go, mean fat to be boy. gross i don't mean to be gross <laughs> in front of uh you know stuff here but I will eat that cake and I will deal with the fucking results afterwards. Yeah. I don't
1: give a shit. No,
0: I actually give lots of shit <laughs> them days. Lots of them yes. constantly.
1: I will not be full of shit that day. But
0: dude, I'll eat it and then I'll be like, ah, it was worth it. Let's come back for some more.
1: That's mm. <laughs> how I am. Oh my God. Depends how bad it's going to hurt the stomach. Only a little bit. That's okay.
0: Everything, man. We're changing. We're getting older now, you know? Dude, it's for real. So all right, so we were talking about... uh Speaking German. Yes, yeah. Rom, Romstein.
2: Yes. You went to go to a concert, turned into a total shit show for you, Oh
1: my God, yes. The Blue Ridge Rock Fest. It was a disaster. So, So, like, is
2: the message here, fuck the Blue Ridge Rock Fest? Yes, the message here is,
1: fuck the Blue Ridge Rock Fest. Where is that at? Um, Alton, Virginia. Oh, okay. So, she went
2: all the way to Virginia. She paid for a meet and greet with... Till lindemann, till
1: lindemann who is, is the frontman Rammstein. of ramstein. For ramstein he also really? has a side project now another band called till lindemann really and that's the band who is supposed to play they were said to never play in america only in europe why um they don't like americans america <laughs> doesn't react to his music the same way that europe does really hmm. europe is much more embracing of it i mean yeah, I did. You know Bramstein. how wild Rammstein like is? Like his side project is even more wild. Do you uh, really? want uh, like, to know an interesting Do you
0: want to know an interesting fact about that? I do. When I was stationed in Germany, at that time they just hit. Like that was so when this
1: was like 98, 99. Like, when Du well, came
0: out? When Du yeah. came out, uh shortly Maybe after 94. Uh well, I was there in 2000, 2000 to 2002. Okay. The kids that I hung out with fucking hated Ramstein, and supposedly they told me that like they weren't really that popular in Germany at that time so then I came back to the states and dude everybody I knew I like it. I fucking it. loved Duhast and like really embraced that album I loved them I thought it was great it was good energy it wasn't like offensive or crazy or nothing but it was just good energy you yes. know and um then I think I would. You and I were talking maybe a year or two ago, and and somebody was like, uh "Yeah, well, they don't really come here that much anymore because Americans don't give a shit about them, but the Europeans love them, the Russians love them." And I was just like, "That's fucking odd." It was like it flipped. It flipped, you know, because mm-hmm. when I was in Europe, they were all like, "They have an
2: amazing, amazing stage show." Yeah, and like the fucking music have is you just ever seen crushing. One of their live shows? No, I've never, but I mean. I, I went to the imagine. one in Philly. Yeah, the last one that got postponed. Year. Like, didn't they postpone it, and then they had to like come back? Because it was of COVID? postponed for COVID. Yeah. Oh. Yep.
1: Uh, so it was August 31st of 2022. I went by myself. I'm in the pit by myself, and it was yeah. the best night of my life. I, bet. I can't imagine anybody
0: oh came God. near you. <laughs> the Pirates. <pyrotechnics.
1: laughs> well, it's funny because you know I get there five hours early so I can be up front, and then you get yeah. all the hardcore kids that are trying to. Like, get past it. I'm just standing there like a brick. And this one kid keeps running into me. You know, he's drunk as shit. And I grabbed him. I was like, if you fucking hit me (laughs) one more time, I'm going to break your teeth. And he says, I'm sorry, ma'am, but you're in a public place and you're going to be bumped. And I just fucking face started laughing him? my ass off because yeah. he could have been like oh fuck you don't say anything he was like i'm sorry ma'am," <laughs> and then uh-huh. security grabbed him and removed <laughs> him after that but i thought that was so funny well at least he was polite you <laughs> you know? i remember I, couldn't be mad. I, I was laughing too hard but yes bramstein is fantastic yeah. till Linneman is just
2: that's your guy Oh you
1: know, yeah, yeah. He's okay 60 so years old do you know that? how old he's what 60 no way six zero is he really no yes shit. I need still that makes playing sense, with fire yeah. on stage. And What's your favorite album? Oh my God, that's so hard to say.
2: I think, that, I don't know if it's the second or third album. The album that has Sone on it, is that how you say it? Sone? Sone. Sona? I love that album. That, that's yes. like my favorite. And I, I love I say the.
1: Three maybe? Is that, that the third is an one? incredible song. The
2: first album has like uh, Angle on it, right? Yes. And then the second one is the one with Duhast. I think. I think or are they the same album? I think okay. the
1: second album is The Rosenrote which has like Benzene okay. and Molter. Oh, uh, M- on
2: yes. um isn't that the one with uh I think that came out after the album that had Sono on it or it might be the same album. It may be the same one. I think I'm it might be the same sure. album. Me neither. I also
1: really like their brand new album. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think the last
2: album I bought was the album with the orange cover with the white stripes on it. And it had uh, okay, uh, loose on it, and oh yes, that was kind the Lust. the flight recorder. Yeah, it was cool. Ah, oh, it was cool oh, shit. That's a good one that's too. A good album. So
1: their new album, it's all about you know not wanting time to go by anymore and running out of time to yeah. do the things you want. And... Well, yeah,
2: guy's sixty years old. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. What's that? Uh, did you ever hear? Uh, you've heard America, right? that song i like yep. that song it's cool as shit yep. it's yeah it's
1: very um it's very anti-america It is pretty anti-america but, but i don't i like it I because understand it's, the it's
2: anti-america in the sense of like consumerism yes.
1: yeah like our culture our cult our consumer yeah. culture so they actually yeah. were really afraid of america because they heard all of these bad things and then they had to fly to america to do an album yeah. and they were like oh my god it's not like everyone says it is like they no. thought that if they go outside they would get shot yeah. Oh, like, okay. only in some areas. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. stay out of Philly, you know, yeah. in Chicago.
2: I spent my whole day in Philly yesterday trying to pick up some stuff out of the Marriott. Oh, I do, God. like, this little, like, side hustle where I do, like, pick up and deliveries. Oh, okay. So, um, I, was, I got there at, like, 8 in the morning to the fucking Marriott. And, dude, it was the weirdest fucking thing in the world. They have, like, these, like, conventional, like, convention shows inside the Marriott. It was a wound care convention. Wow. So, like, every table had, like, some product for wound care or, like, prosthetic legs and shit like that. Like, the whole place. Yo, so, prosthetics I get there. Are expensive. It's, like, 7.30 in the morning I get there to pick this thing up at 8 o'clock. There's nobody there. There's nobody manning the tables. Nothing. I'm just in this fucking hall walking around looking for my freight. And I get there, and the whole thing's still set up. So, I call the customer, and I'm like... What's the deal here, man? Like, nothing's broken down. <laughs> There's
0: a bunch of fucking prosthetic legs laying on it the table. It was so <laughs> weird. It was
2: like pictures of, like, wounds and the progress of the wound healing. It was gross. So, like, there was one other person in there. The place was a fucking ghost town, basically. One other person's in there. I'm like, uh, wh- when does the show end or when does it start? And he's like, oh, it's already started. <laughs> and I go, really? And he's like, the one
0: guy shopping.
2: Well, he's, well, he was manning a table. And I was like, what time prosthetic. did the show start? And he goes, it's 7 a.m. I said, why is nobody at their tables? And he was like, well, this is what it's been like all week. And I'm like, why the fuck even do this? Oh, you man, know? I
1: would have canceled it after one no show. So, yeah,
2: yeah so like I, I I called up and they are like, yeah, you're not supposed to be there yet. And I was like, well, your paperwork says 8 a.m. So I got paid a special attempt for being there at 8 a.m. And then I had to go back at 2 o'clock. Ugh. And uh, there was nobody there. It was just bizarre. Like, why even have it? And I'm thinking to myself, like, who the fuck does this anyway? Like, what are you gonna do? Like, could you imagine saying to your wife on a Saturday, "Hey, you want to go to the wound care convention? Do you want to yeah. get a new prosthetic? Yeah, you yeah. want to go look at prosthetics? <laughs> like, oh
0: my god, is it for like nurses or? I would or imagine like, home like if you're care? in that
2: profession, then yeah, it's like something that's uh, that's the only thing I could
0: imagine. You. But it's like,
2: the uh... dude, I do so many things out of like the convention center and stuff like that. The stuff that people have conventions for is insane yeah you know it's insane it's like there's a whole convention just for that crazy
0: i told my friends i have some army buddies i said we should meet up in vegas sometime and play hide and seek at a furry convention <laughs> <laughs> okay and just walk around and try to find the other, the rest <laughs> of each other. and that way you got to talk to people i think it'd be fucking hilarious imagine this shit you're know, like you were like please have someone video len is that you no this is john <laughs> you want to go in a corner and snuggle <laughs> <laughs> what do you do at a fairy convention what the fuck do they do they i'm not judging i'm not judging fucking, they, they dress up to stuffed
1: animals and have sex
2: i think that's the whole idea <laughs> Isn't that the whole furry <laughs> fetish? I don't know.
1: Uh it's I'm just confusing to me. I yeah, don't really know. Yeah, I'm still conventional. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm cool with just doing things the old way. I don't need <laughs> to dress up. The old way. I'm not doing the any traditional cosplay.
1: way. You don't know. make me dress up first. No.
2: <laughs> Matter of fact, turn off the lights. I don't even want you to see me. Yeah. <laughs> see, we
0: had a very clean episode. Yeah, it went down. And I had, <laughs> I had furry. to bring something. A little fucked up into the conversation. <laughs> but now I feel. I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. Feel, you like, feel more relaxed now. I feel better. I, feel I think like this went we're...
2: surprisingly better than I thought it was going to go. I was nervous.
0: John, you're a fucking dude. He's a newbie. That's what yeah, it is. I'm a. I'm nervous. a seasoned veteran podcaster. So I've only zero had shits. Like,
2: Yeah, I think you might be the second guest we've had.
1: So or I, third. Third I'm guest. I'm a noob. I just know that like whenever I was in school or anything, I never could practice public speaking because that would scare me. I would just have to show up and do it. Yeah. So that's kind of how I thought for this. You know, dude, you you're just, pretty comfortable. You just and you, show up and just join the combo, Dude, that's it, man.
0: Actually, you did awesome. I'll Thanks. tell you this. You did fucking awesome.
1: Thanks. I will we'll say, see what we're, your listeners say.
0: <laughs> we'll only have like four of them. So. And dude, so John, did I tell you? So I kept asking people to like go check out the show. And everybody's like, I can't find your show. Oh, uh, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So then I went and looked. And couldn't find the show, and then you looked at one point and couldn't find the show, and then I asked my sister too, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on here? I thought we got like banned or something." I'm like, "What yeah. the fuck, man? Where I did our show- fairies once and we're gone, dude? This is
2: well, we, fucking we really bullshit." We just say what we want to say, like we don't really uh, we don't censor ourselves and we don't do a whole lot of editing.
0: Well, so. So, but this has been happening for like a couple months now. As I was like, "Dude, what the fuck, man? How come?" Like, the numbers ain't really growing that fast. Like, what's going on here? My wife says to me, literally, like a, like, a few days ago, she goes, you spelled Renaissance wrong. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, there's only one N in Renaissance.
3: Wow.
0: What the fuck, So, like, if you go on Instagram, man? it's spelled
2: correctly. Our logo says it correctly, but when he put it in for um oh my god yeah so the whole time people can't search
0: I fucked up
1: what a good eye though dude so that's awesome. my weird pet peeve stuff like if i see something spelled wrong like yeah, that's on a too. professional publication i'm like what the fuck are you
0: doing yeah, well, I'm that fucking idiot, okay? So I made a mistake, and I spelled... You and your wife are a good team. She saves you. You dude, save her. <laughs> dude, you have no idea, man. It's I was just like,
1: motherfucker. But so at I, least it's an easy fix.
0: Dude, it's an easy fix, but I've been banging my head against the wall for months trying to figure out what is going on with the numbers how come nobody can find the show what is the problem here i'm talking to john john's like oh i don't know maybe you know maybe you just suck maybe you're not very good <laughs> at podcasting you know and i'm like maybe it's just that i'm a fucking inner grad and i don't know how to fucking spell maybe that's what it is yeah you get all
2: insecure you're like are we not likable do people don't Dude, like us i'm or- like
0: the so the last episode i'll admit i made a joke <laughs> and I <I'd> probably, <laughs> it's going to get a lot of people. It's probably going to get pulled out of context. I basically called the Ku Klux Klan the F word, but the the context is that I think that the gay community should weaponize Their words <laughs> that, that are being weaponized against them. Okay. But do it in reverse. If a hate community wants to hate you, beat them up with the words they're using against you and okay. over, you know, just. Just bombard change the context. them with it. You know, he was
2: basically, we're saying change the context yeah. of the word. Yeah,
0: and I'm, sh- I was like, I honestly, so John was like, mm, I don't know, maybe you should like bleep them ones out because you you definitely said the word openly. And I'm like, nah, that's part of the joke. It's gotta, it's gotta have the 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 hard hit of like you hearing the word, you know. But after after I put the episode up, dude, my balls were tight. I was like,
2: yeah, maybe
0: I too. fucked up. Maybe I just got us deleted. Like I don't, I don't know. I might have. I might have, like, I fucking... mean, Honestly,
1: it doesn't sound that bad. I mean, I if know... If you understand the context of the I joke... Every time I leave here,
2: after we do an episode, I go, oh, fuck. You know? <laughs> and, but then I listen to it and I go, oh, it wasn't that bad. But yeah. I think it's just my nervousness while we're I'm, recording I'm it. Sure. I'm But we don't set out creation, to do that. You know? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's I mean, it's baby. a form of expression, right? Well, but that
0: is, that is the difficult part is because you're trying to be creative, but you still, like for me, I feel like there's still these parameters that I have to work within and you can't deviate too much because if you do, people are highly sensitive right now and it's like, dude, I'm just, I'm trying to tell a joke, you know, like you watch some comedians and they get like, you know they they fucking hit them hard for saying yeah, something. I would think it's going to be like
2: super hard to be a comedian now. Dude, because like comedy used to be like our social commentary. Yeah, and you could say things and you could blur the lines and do a. Lot. Now it's like, man, if I say this word, I'm gonna get attacked. If I and make I this don't joke, like that. Gonna, I hate it too. I hate the censorship. I'm shit. not,
0: you know, like I think there's one thing is like there's there's a fine difference between openly attacking a community. As opposed to making light of yeah, I think if, social, if people can't you know,
2: recognize malice, like if there's no malice in what you're saying, like you have to take things like context is always king. Yeah, it's all about context. I said yeah. my
1: favorite show is Family Guy, so yeah. I mean yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. I love Family Guy though because they make fun of everybody. Right. Yeah. No one is safe. Yeah. And I love the way they do it. It makes Don me Rickles
2: mad. made an entire career out of insulting people. Yeah. Exactly
1: exactly i'm just
0: saying we need i think we need more of that and and the only so anyway the last episode that was my whole sales pitch is instead of canceling people and like you know saying hey that's offensive my theory on life is this and it comes back from when i was a kid not only did i get physically tougher as a kid but i got mentally tougher and i learned how to shit talk dude i grew up in 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 norwood where my dad lived and my mom lived in eddy stone E rock, dude I love Eddie Stone.
2: I think that's where I first saw you was in Eddie Stone I think you, you were, saw me walking you were walking a dog. On yeah. Pike. yeah
1: why did you did you live in Eddie Stone my high school boyfriend did Really? and I was always in Eddie Stone yes so we might have met he actually. lived on Seville uh we definitely okay. probably I used meet.
0: to
2: hang out in Eddie Stone a lot my buddy my best friend lived on uh Ashland Avenue when
1: we're done I'll, I'll I'll mention his name I don't want to right now
2: yeah
0: sure so, so growing up in Eddystone, I hung out with a, a diverse cast. You know, we had kids that were coming over from Chester to play basketball with Eddie Stone kids. Dude, the shit talking was brutal. Like, unbelievably brutal. I remember watching, you know, friends of mine drop N-bombs because they were mad because the other kids scored on them or something. And you're like, oh, oh this is going to get fucking bad. Like, I remember getting real nervous. And then the black kids just lit them up just fucking just verbally beat the shit out of these dudes and you're watching and you're like laughing your ass off and like for me i always i'm a, i'm a mechanic and i love puzzles so i remember watching that and thinking like dude these dudes are offended right now they're gonna fuck these kids up but they didn't they talked shit back because that's what you did back then when you were playing basketball it was also a part of shit talking mm-hmm. it's just watching these dudes just go back and forth Dude, when they started roasting him about his fucked up Jordans or, like, just... And they were just going on and on, and everybody's laughing their fucking asses off. And it's like, all of a sudden, you realize that, like, they won. They fucking... They beat the shit out of these kids. Absolutely. You know? And didn't physically touch them at all. And
1: everyone walked home safely. Yeah. Dude. You know? And I remember, like, and afterwards... No one was devastated. Like, all right, well, so... He well, I remember my we me, all right. walked away and we
0: the, the one kid that dropped the end bomb, we all walked away like, "Yo, dude, no, you better watch your mm-hmm. fucking back, man, because this might not be the end of this." You know, like and and I don't think there was any any like real violence or anything, but I remember thinking like, "I bet you that was the last time he fucking said that because I think that was the lesson I learned that day is that you don't have to physically beat somebody up." Mm-hmm. I have a niece who's 10 years old and I'm trying to explain to her that Verbal conflict is far more effective. I I worked at the Philly shipyard for five years. Dude, guys talked shit just as bad as they did on them basketball courts. And I learned how to be... I wasn't quite Mike Tyson, but I was a Golden Gloves champ at sh- uh, shit-talking. Dude, if you wanted to run your fucking mouth, I will embarrass you in front of all of these people. And I have to do it very, very fast and effectively and get everybody laughing and, and like... To me, that's how I win. I don't have to physically touch you, but if I embarrass you, dude, your your emotions, your soul is hurt right now. <laughs> dude, I would much
1: rather win a fight by my words of what I said because what I said just belittled you so much that you <laughs> felt like nothing. Yeah. And that actually, you know, because I like language. Yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know my language well because I have to if I'm going to speak others, but I love using proper English and big words just to make you feel bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and, and and I think it's all about being clever of, like, knowing, like, okay, if I say this, clever you know, way, yeah, yeah I highly, I, I love it, you know. John's funny. John's a funny guy.
2: I'm the funniest guy you'll <laughs> ever meet.
0: <laughs> John's so modest, though. You know what's awesome about John? John comes on so modest. He's it's like, too, oh, no. I, I just, have,
2: like, a deadpan but, kind of humor. Like, yeah. yeah. It, it just, works. But then and he, some people are like, are you serious right now? Like, it's that's how deadpan it is. And they're like, why the fuck did he just say that? And they're like... People that know me know when I'm joking, and people that don't are like, that guy's a jerk off. You know, like, that's kind of like, So the what dynamic. He,
0: what he did when we first started doing the show, and my wife didn't really know him that well yet. At one point, my wife was like, oh, well, are you guys hungry? Do you want me to make some breakfast or rah, rah, rah? And John said something like, yeah, why don't you get back in there and make us some sandwiches, and then walk down the steps, and didn't say nothing, and do my wife was like kind of stewing over it for like a week or two. And then at one point she's like, Yeah, I don't really I don't really know about John. Like I don't really <laughs> and I'm like, What? What do you mean? What's going on? Like you know, like did he did he say something fucked up? I don't understand. Like and, and then she tells me the whole story, and I started laughing. I was like, he didn't "Dude,
1: mean you had to.
0: dude, that was him joking with you. I swear to God." I will do
2: things in such a passive kind of manner. He has a very
0: dry delivery of the, you know. And I'm like, I will say
2: exactly the wrong thing in such a deadpan, serious voice, and then just walk away.
3: And so, leave dude, it at that. Like he just
1: dealt that fart and then exactly. just walked away. Exactly. But he
0: did. He did come back, and he was like, "Hey, listen, I was just kidding about that. I didn't yeah. mean." And then all of a sudden, my wife was like. Oh, oh, okay cuz I was going to murder you in your sleep like, <laughs> yeah. you know. It's
2: like I'll just put out a complete aberration and just let you live with it and then walk away from it.
0: Holy shit, man. Yeah. That's funny. But That's...
2: J- the last person in the world I would ever try to offend is Gabby. I like I really like Gabby. She's you know? sweet. She's yeah, all right. She's great.
0: You know, thank God her, her parents probably beat her too, you know. <laughs> I keep I say that I shit. I think
2: everybody is like a product of their childhood trauma.
0: Dude, I laughingly I'll say this. I walk through Acme and sometimes people compliment me on how well behaved the kids are or the dogs if we're in a dog park and just to fuck with people. I say that exact line. I say it. And dude, I'm really hoping that this is one of these ultra sensitive types that's like, you can't say it. You better not. I'll call CYS on you. And I'm like, fucking do it fucking do it you know but i do say that all the time i beat the shit out of them i fucking beat i beat my kids i beat the dogs i fucking whip the dogs i have a piece of leather that i cut i fucking whip i whip these fucking dogs and then just stand back and just watch to see, like, the look on their face. Even you, you look, look like you're a little... No, because I know you're <laughs> kidding. I just I <laughs>
1: imagine someone being like, oh, my God, is he serious? Dude, you'd be surprised. Or- like,
2: everywhere you go, like, you can't even, like... Yeah, but I never, anybody. I
0: never meet Karens, man. I don't know why. I hear about Karens all the time. I
2: think that's a... I think it's a... Dude, even the political stuff... Like everybody's so far right or so far left and whatever. I think when they're behind our keyboard, they're like that. But yeah. in person, it's really not like that for me.
0: But maybe it's I because yeah. I think if you come off with a lot of confidence, and I think that I do. I think that people just are like, nope, we're not fucking. Touching I don't this think people today.
2: really want to devote the energy to fucking arguing in person like that. Like I just think it's just like I think I'm they to do. If, I think they
0: do. I think people. I think people approach a conversation a lot like a fist fight and they size up the other person. And I think people, uh, not all people, but a lot of people are bullies more than they realize. I think in their head, they don't realize that they're doing this. But I think if they come into this conversation and they're like, this is a weaker person, I'm going to verbally beat them up right now, which to me, I I loathe. I hate when somebody is attacking another person and, and they have like an upper hand, maybe they're a little more clever. I like picking on bullies. Like I specifically look for that asshole and I will fucking roast them. You know, I'm like, I like the underdog. I'll, I'll go jump on the underdog side. And Same. I'm like, yeah. you know, like if I see you getting fucked with dude, I'll walk in and just start fucking like, okay, let me tell you what I think about this. Mm-hmm. You know, I might not even agree with your fucking beliefs, but I'm but just I'm like support you. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, so, always underdog. Always yeah. for me. That's a Philly thing, I think. You know, I that's agree. the Rocky statue. For real? You know, <laughs> yes.
2: so so that's one thing I wanted to ask you. Like, is there anybody like uh, like where is there any inspirational like figures out there that you kind of like? Hmm.
1: That's a good question.
2: That you draw like insp- like you, that draws you to like. Uh, like, like, for me, like, I do a lot of art and stuff like that. So, I have, like, a whole plethora of, like, artists that I refer back to and stuff. So, like, I kind of think, like, exercising and building your body and stuff like that. Like, I think of everything as just being a pursued interest. And that anybody can really do anything.
1: um So, I guess there's no one in particular. But what I enjoy watching are just these stupidly strong women who just yeah. annihilate and then... There's this one woman, um, she benches in the 300s. She looks like she's a regular soccer mom, really, Really? you know, and then she gets on the bench. She, she throws this weight around, gets up and like, okay, I'm going to go take care of my kids now. And it's just like, that's just amazing. I love just watching people, um, just destroy weights that I can't touch. Yeah. You know, and that motivates me and it makes me feel like I can work harder, so I guess that was my next
0: question is, do you have a tendency to follow women that, that bodybuild or do you follow everybody, everybody in the bodybuilding community? Like, I don't particularly follow bodybuilders, but I love some people in the bodybuilding community specifically because... Like, I love
2: Mark Bill. Like, Mark Smiley Bill is, like, one of my favorite people to follow.
1: So I know all of these names that you could... Put out there whether they're bodybuilding or power lifting names but i really don't follow too many yeah. people
2: so like you're not like a west end barbell like fanatic or anything like that or
1: i think it's west side's a cool method of training or, i've yeah, done I don't it know once I call, I call it west end it's yeah, west, side. But the, I'm that's sorry. west side it's yeah. you know we're good yeah. right. um it's okay there's positives and negatives to every training program that's out there right. sure um I'm training by myself now when I do want to have a group to train with again, because that's when West side training is really awesome. When you have people to train with, yeah, you're using all the fun toys, like all the bands and, and chains, but you really do need a team with you. Yeah. So <laughs> me doing things by myself, it's a little different. Yeah. Um, My biggest inspirations really are my friends. Okay. Yeah, I
2: kind of feel like that. Like, I feel like there's all this outside influence to that stuff, but when you're not, Like, uh, when you're not incorporating your, like, when you're not using your discipline and you're trying to get motivated, like, I think that's a good thing to get motivated, but motivation fades. Like, I could sit there and, like, follow, like, David Goggins and listen to everything he says, but if I'm not practicing the discipline, listening to David Goggins isn't going to do me any good. Absolutely. Because the motivation isn't there. Like, motivation is just a feeling. Yes. It's the discipline that you need every day. Oh, sorry. Tapping on the thing was. What yeah, me- and
0: you're not supposed to bring bring attention to it either. Oh, my <laughs> bad. Thanks, John. Thanks we for bre- just totally we interrupting break the, this conversation. We break the you were doing such right a great there. job interviewing yeah. right now, yeah. and, except for banging on the fucking table. <laughs> I would. So I follow. Uh, I'm. I feel like a total shithead right now because I can't remember his name. That's because the microphone's in front of you. That constantly <laughs> happens. But there is a black gentleman that curses a lot. David I'm, Goggins. No. See, no? Fletcher? It, Fletcher is fucking awesome. Lightweight motherfucker. Uh dude, that guy. I like motivational stuff. Like I just like the speeches and the monologues that he gives. So even I like David Goggins. It's not yeah. it's not that I don't, but I just like I I guess I kind of appreciate when people are raw and aggressive because that's the environment that I come from is, you know, like, dude, if somebody's, like, politely telling me, go get him, champ, I don't don't feel
1: nothing. You can do it. Yeah,
0: I don't feel nothing. But when I see a street dude that's, like, you know, that – That guy lived through cancer. Everybody told him that he wasn't going to do it. And then he ended up being, what, one of the uh, world's strongest men. I think he won once or twice. Like, dude, he's a fucking monster. Yeah. You know? So, like, I don't particularly follow that uh, genre or or bodybuilder or or, uh, powerlift. But I appreciate, I like meeting people that are striving for a goal you know cuz that's really like like talking to you today and i see that it doesn't like you're passionate about these things that you do and mm-hmm. some people i understand i understand exactly what we started this conversation with when you said that your family and friends don't understand what you do there's people in the gym that challenge you because you can see that across the board when i bought my rental property Everybody talked shit and was like, you're fucking stupid. This is going to be a problem. You're going to have bad tenants. You're going to lose money on this. This is, it's in a bad neighborhood. Everybody, it, it. it's not about the money. It's not about the property. It's about trying something different that you don't know what the fuck you're doing.
1: And it's scary. And if you're telling me all these horrible things, like, okay, I'm still going to try it, but now I'm extra scared. Thanks.
0: My wife, starting her business, was fucking terrified. And and I will say this, and it's not, it's not me it's just the kind of person that I am, but we are a team and I had to push her into going self-employed and, and dude, it's, it's been fucking, it pays dividends, not just about the money. It's not the money. It's really about her mental health, you know, and she's extremely happy. And to me, I'm like shifting gears here. Cause I had people in my life pass away and I'm like, I'm 42. I'm scared about my health. Cause I got th- arthritis at 42. And I'm like, I need to start enjoying my life. I need to start appreciating. I got these little kids. I need to go spend time with them. I need to fucking smile and be happy and do whatever the fuck that is that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. You know? And I I see a person like you that is doing that. You like walking dogs. Fuck them. Who cares? You're making money. Your bills are paid. Who the fuck are you to judge me? You know? And and if you like powerlifting and some twenty-year-old fucking pussy thinks that he wants to give you shit. <laughs> Just, if you can't beat the shit out of them, let me know. I'll come beat the shit out of them. Just or I'll find them. some fucking Crush monsters it. from Chester to come fuck them up. I don't know. <laughs> you know,
2: like, so... Like the, but does that give you, like, a... Like, do you feel like a like an overwhelming confidence, like, to look at somebody else and be like, there is nothing you can say or do to intimidate Sometimes, me. yes. Because... And
1: sometimes I will say it could be a bad thing, because... You know, if we're fighting in the car, I'm going to get out and just be like, all right, I'm not afraid of you, whoever you are, <laughs> you know, but that's not always a good no, thing. No, I that. Have you yeah. ever,
0: have you ever gotten into MMA or, or jujitsu mm-hmm. or any of that stuff or?
1: Um, I guess about, so before I became a powerlifter, I was a cardio queen. So really? I was, I've been doing some form of r- rigorous training since I was 18. Gotcha. Um, what was I say? Words. Jujitsu, MMA? Thank you. Um, I did an MMA course. It was okay. an intro to see if a group of us could become instructors. Okay. All of us were so hurt. I yeah. had two broken thumb joints. Really? And I was like, okay, I can't be doing this to other people because my first goal is to not hurt other people. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm never going to be teaching this and this is kind of isn't the route that I want to go. I have been hurt very badly powerlifting before. Yeah. But... You know, it was a little different. Yeah, and I'm actually not afraid to get hurt powerlifting, but I am afraid to get hurt fighting. Yeah, if that makes sense. No,
2: it totally makes sense.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, it it does, and it, like I think it's all about, um, uh, each
1: person's
2: comfort zone and what you're yeah what you're knowledgeable about. Another example:
1: yeah. when we finally did get into Blue Ridge Rockfest, we did get to see Slipknot perform live, and I actually stayed away from the pit just because I was too tired and didn't feel like getting punched in the face. Yeah. 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 So, you
0: know, what's funny is with my military background, I went up the street to, um,
2: Quintella, [3]
0: Quintella and my daughter, we wanted to get, uh, Genevieve into there and, and do a little bit of training and, and see how she does. And so she did a, like a one class just so the teacher could see like how she does. He says, yeah, she does really good. But I come from a military background and like I said, so, so my experience with martial arts or violence as a whole is my perception is kind of the opposite. Like if I decide that I'm going to fight you, it's not to harm you or scare you away. You know, I'll say honestly that it's, you know, at that, at that point, I'm kind of conditioned that I'm going to fucking hurt you really bad. You know and and therefore i don't know how to play fight i don't play fight with guys i don't slap box we're not going to pretend here because if you hit me i'm going to fucking hit you back and i'm promise you i'm going for blood and and so i'm very reserved i'm like a turtle i stay in my shell don't fucking come near me i don't want to bother with you you know and that's my approach to to uh like a lot of things in life. Like I talk a lot down here with you guys, but most of the time I'm in my garage and I'm alone. And I like being alone because there's nobody to it. fuck with me, you know? And, uh, so we brought Genevieve up there. She did really good. And I'm talking to that guy that owns that shop. And I just remember like asking him, I said, listen, I, I'm, I'm a veteran with PTSD and I'm paranoid. And sometimes I misinterpret things. And I know that I have these issues. I know that like, I'm very hostile and very paranoid in large group settings. I don't go to concerts. I am very concerned about going to a concert. Like I get a huge amount of anxiety. You know, I was terrible. And if it yeah. wasn't for
1: massive amounts of weed, I wouldn't have been there. <laughs> I'm serious. Well,
0: unfortunately, with having as much clean time as I do, I get it. That is it's not off an the option books. for everybody. Yeah, so I it's, get it. It's uh, it's something that I just totally avoid. Going to booths, corners on Friday or Saturday, if it's overly congested, I get my shit and get the fuck out of there. Just
1: to show you how much I love Till Lindman. <laughs> a festival is not a place I would ever put myself. Yeah, really? Because of my anxiety yeah. and my hatred for people. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But I wanted to see him that bad that I was like, okay, whatever.
0: Huh? Interesting. But uh, so. So and that's funny because we do do that. Like I've gone to a few concerts. I like I went to Mumford and Sons a few years back. And, Something'll make you go, yeah. Well, I I liked their music. I, I liked it before they got a little fucking, you know, like pop, pop like culture. Like they used to just play banjos and shit, and it was very it was authentic, you know. Anyway, more of the story is my sister was like, yeah, let's go, let's go, and I was like, okay, we'll go, but I don't want to fucking. I don't want to be anywhere near rowdy ass people because dude, I don't, I don't go to mosh pits. If you bump into me, I'm going to fucking thump you, you know, <laughs> like
1: seeing when I was in high school, which I don't think Mumford
0: and Sons has a fucking yeah, mosh no.
1: pit, but my high school boyfriend was like 300 pounds with a beard. So he put me in all of the pits. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I was Dillinger escape plan. Oh, I at love the truck. Dillinger
2: escape plan. Oh, my God. I fucking love that. Man. At the
1: truck in like 2002 I'm getting picked up and thrown through tables. <laughs> oh, wow. But those were the days. I couldn't do that now because I'd be like, all right, yeah. who the fuck just picked yeah. my ass up and threw me? I remember <laughs> I went to, I saw
2: uh, Pantera at their last show they did in Philadelphia. And I mean, and I don't think anybody knew it was going to be their last show. But I remember going in there and like you said, you got there really early. Mm-hmm. I got there really early. And you know who opened the fucking show? Hmm. Morbid Angel. Morbid Angel what? opens the fucking show. I swear to God, there were ten people on the fucking floor.
1: Oh, my God. It was
2: insane. It was the, I felt like I was in, like, like nobody had ever heard of this band. Yeah. It was crazy. And I was like, this is fucking Morbid Angel. This is the hardest fucking band that's going to play all fucking night. Yeah. And then, I mean, like, Slayer was there, Pantera was there, and you had fucking Morbid Angel. Wow. And then they had, like, I think, like, Static X and some other fucking shit I haven't band. heard of Static X in a while. Yeah, but, they, like, Static X and this other shit band were, like... That was like nothing you were just waiting for fucking slayer and i got to see
1: danzig too did you yeah he was really funny apparently he hasn't played a show in a while no shit and he was on stage and he oh my god he couldn't breathe like after and after every song he was like this is how you know we're actually out here really doing this (laughs) because we can't breathe and after it was funny but
2: Danzig is like, I think everybody always thinks, like, oh, he's so physically fit. And now, like, you see him goes, he's getting his little old, belly, his little he's black tight
1: shirt. But he was still fun to see. Yeah, but okay. then Corey Taylor comes on, who also does shit for real. And he's singing without, yeah, you know, dying. Right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just takes practice, you yeah. know? Yeah. That's, like, when maybe maybe uh back in the day, like, I mean, this was a long time ago, actually, I guess, but Axl Rose tried to make, like, a brief comeback there for a little minute there. And yeah, it was, like, and it's, he like, he was like, you're all, like a shell of yourself, man. Dude, what he was all doing? fat and, like, just, uh, he looked like a fucking, he looked like he's been living in a trailer yeah. park for the last 50 years. <laughs> probably you know? was, and he probably
1: should go back. <laughs> yeah,
0: really. And he was such a jerk-off to his band members that it was, well, like, I know like, Philly he,
1: hated him, right? Because he had said something stupid about... Well,
0: he canceled... He canceled Didn't he, like, walk show? out of
2: that? Show and like Metallica had to play the entire show or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. yeah some like, drama. That's I don't know if that was Philly or if that was another state. I think it no. Might have he been definitely Philadelphia.
0: did something in Philadelphia. Yeah, there was like a
2: riot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. People
0: were pretty fucking pissed. Yeah. Pretty sure, yeah. pretty fucking pissed yeah. So that's Philly. That's what we do, yeah, man. You don't fuck with Philly, man. Like we Philly, break yeah. shit. But that's what
2: I love about and it. Faces. It's like you know, like, <laughs> like Philly is not a bunch of fucking like star fuckers around here. Like we don't care that how famous you are for anything you do. If no. you're a jerk off, we're gonna let you know you're a jerk off.
0: That's listen. We're one of the last true like yeah. we are real people.
2: I mean, like, we should we own are... our own fucking teams if they suck. Like we don't we're not like we don't make excuses <laughs> for. We excuse will
3: crucify ourselves if we yep. are wrong.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's what I always tell people. Listen, you can be as as woke and as like you can you can be like as. You know, dude, our gay community will talk massive amounts of shit on the Eagles if they fuck up that, yeah. that fucking Sunday. They will be like, dude, these people are dog shit. Fire them <laughs> off. Fuck them. We don't need them. Send in a new crew. We're done with these guys. Yep. You know?
3: Yep.
2: My son was saying to me last night, because my, my son loves hockey, we, that's kind of like one of the things that we bonded over, like him growing up and stuff like that. He's like, so you think the Flyers are going to be any good this year? And I'm like, no, they're going to fucking suck. And he's like, "Uh," and he's like, what do you think they should do? I said, I think they should sell the fucking team. That's what I think. And, he, and he's like, but you love the Flyers. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I do, but they yeah. fucking suck. You know what I mean?
3: <laughs>
0: we don't have the luxury of yeah. like, pussyfooting around and like, you know, I don't know, maybe they'll do good. Dude, no, we're not very optimistic. That's for another
3: city. That's for You're another gotta city. You're to change
2: my fucking yeah. point of view on this now. Yeah. You know? I'm not wasting three hours a night watching a game. If you fucking <laughs> suck. That's you know?
0: fucking funny. All right, guys. Well, listen, we've been we... going at it a while. Yeah, we've been going at out... Steph, thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you for having
1: me
2: this you're... Yeah, you are a tremendous swell. guest.
1: Thank and God. I would love to come back again. Listen. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah.
0: That's what's up.
3: Hell yeah. Thank
0: God you were here, because I have somebody to talk to finally that really <laughs> can keep up with me. You know, John. That's a lot saying... of fun. Yeah, I didn't realize it
1: was going to be as much fun oh, as it was. Oh, it's a was, fucking blast. So this yeah. was great. That's yeah. so
0: what we do, man. We sit around, drink coffee, and talk
1: oh, shit. I feel comfortable, which I don't feel comfortable anywhere. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's all like kids' toys. If you get bored, you can go back there and play with all that shit. That, like, Dude, I'm going to... You ever seen a rage room? <laughs> you know what a rage room is? No. Oh. Dude, you, you're a person with, you know, like, hostility. Can I break stuff in a rage you room? You can break <gasps> stuff. Yes. You pay people bread. money. They put you in a shitty room that's covered in graffiti and like fucking plywood, and they set up like.
2: And they play us Ramstein through the fucking. Dude, <laughs> they will. The fucking, they, yeah. They'll
0: fucking. They'll they'll turn on any song you want, whatever. That's that awesome. You have an hour of time. It's up in Westchester. There's one in Westchester. I'm gonna go up there. You can you can put a car in the room and just fuck the car up. That's awesome. You can it's set like up plates. Too. You can you can set up plates or like microwaves or TVs or whatever the fuck you want to do. Go in there with a baseball bat or a crowbar or whatever and just go fucking ape shit.
1: I got to smash apart a treadmill before with um a sledgehammer. That was pretty cool. Really? Not gonna lie. There's one in that fucking (laughs)
0: closet right behind you. You can do it again. I hate cardio. (laughs) Yeah, you should. That's a good idea. You should take the one with you. You could probably carry it.
2: Now, you're a tremendous guest, though. I really appreciate you doing Thank this. Thank you so if much. If you ever have like a topic or something you want to come in here and talk about, just reach out to me or Chris, and we'd love to have you back.
0: I will. Is a great if time. if anyone
1: who listens has anything they want to hear in particular.
0: Yeah, so one last time, before we get off the mics, where can they find you on social media?
1: I am on Instagram. I am at Steph Lifts. It's S D E P H L I F T S. And that's where you
0: see shit going down. That's when
1: you see it happening. No
0: TikTok, no, no Facebook. No, I'm 37,
1: so I'm too young and too old for one. Ah, <laughs> <all right. laughs> too young yeah. for the other. Making but the me feel Instagram bad. is
2: pretty cool. She, she's a bad motherfucker. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, all right. She Put, can get it up. Putting dudes to shame. These little <laughs> pussy ass <laughs> motherfuckers. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Especially
0: them 20 year old fucking <laughs> high school college kids. Fuck them kids. I hope they're listening right now. You guys ain't shit.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> there was my two cents. Thank you again, though. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Steph.
2: Thanks for listening to Renaissance Man Child. Renaissance Man Child is a Yardbird tuna production. If you enjoyed the show, please like, follow, and share. If any ideas or suggestions, feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram.
0: Oh,
3: shit.
2: Talk good.